Hello, everybody, and welcome to Show Hoppers Shrinking, Season 1, Episode 9, Moving Forward. I'm Kurt, joined with my ho- former high school teacher, Mr. Sal. What can I say? I like people, and people like me. Okay, wait a second. See, this is the thing. Why he's saying who said it quotes. <laughs> so I always is, start. I, I always know. start with a quote. I know, but the issue is I, I feel like you can pick quotes I can never get. <laughs> what can I say? I'm a people person? Is that what you just said? No, what can I say? I like people, and people like me. See, I have no idea where this is. Well, that's story. good. I didn't take one of your quotes. I'm always nervous I'm going to take one that, that you were about to use. <laughs> who says that? Is that Paul? Paul? No, it's Derek. Oh, yeah. You know, you're right now that you said that. I, yeah, yeah, because he has a lot of friends. Oh, 200 well, people at his retirement party. Yeah, geez. That's bigger than my wedding. It's <laughs> true. Maybe bigger than his, too. Maybe. <laughs> well, anyway, we'll see if we can guess each other's ratings. We are moving forward in the series. This is the penultimate episode, <laughs> entering yes. into the final. I mean, I'm yes. sure it looks like we're going to be getting Brian's wedding to end off the season. We'll see what that else does, comes that about. That does seem does Maybe seem like the, the climactic events. Hmm, lots of, but whatever. This is not about the finale. It's about this penultimate episode. How did you feel about it? Was it father? I think it's father. Father always said, "Never bet against the streak." <laughs> I, I get them confused a lot. <laughs> and mother says always bet against the streak. Yes, yes. Mother does not believe in streaks. <laughs> well, father always said never bet against the streak. You've given tens quite for, well, out of the eight episodes we've rated so far. I think you've given six a ten. I had given two a nine, but I changed one of them to a ten. Okay, so, so, so I've really only given one nine. <laughs> you've given one nine. Yeah, I changed. I changed episode two, Fortress of Solitude. To, a, to 10. a ten, yes. All right. Well, if that's the case, I don't think I don't think this is your favorite episode. I think you like episodes more than this one. But if you've given other episodes, I mean, I I feel like you've given this a ten. I'd say you gave it a ten. Okay. Uh, I think that you also gave it a ten. I thought it, you, I think you thought it was really funny and really emotional. You have gotten me wrong, Mister Sal. I gave it a nine. I no, it was worse no, no, no. The- no, 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 no. You're wrong. <laughs> this is the best episode of the season. This is the best episode of the it season. Is, it is it is the funniest episode and it is no. the most emotional episode. I would disagree with you that it is both the funniest and the most emotional. It is. It was, more emotional uh, look, episode than No, great. this is a hundred percent the most emotional yeah. episode. Uh, and uh, you could make an argument that last episode was funnier, but I don't think it was. I we are in vehement disagreement. I was <laughs> I was I was not breathing because I was laughing so hard in this episode. And I cried three <laughs> times, three different times. I cried in this episode. <laughs> I, 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 I disagree so much. I think I think the last episode's funnier and more emotional than this. Oh my god! Well, how? Because I'm not married. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Ah. Oh. Jeez, really? You feel that way? I really do. I, I the, okay. That makes look, me the, feel bad. Like the 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 two funniest scenes in the series are in this episode. Really? It's yes. When Gabby walks in on Paul and Julie, oh my God, she is 
amazing. Just I know. I, I think that sex talk from last episode's funnier than that. The sex talk? What, what do the... you mean? It's Gabby and um, Jimmy talking to Alice. No, <laughs> I, I think Definitely that's funny. Not. I think it's no. funny. I, I listen. I think it's funny. I still like this episode. I gave it a nine. I, I thought it was funny, and I agree that scene's funny. But I would not call it one of the funniest scenes <laughs> that, of the series. No, no, it's it's tied only with another episode in another scene in this episode, which is when Jimmy's practicing his speech in front of Brian and Liz. That you would consider? What I, oh my god! I disagree so, so much. It was it's funny. So funny. It's that's recent. It's not one of the. It's funniest. not recency bias. I have not laughed that hard out loud by myself in a room, maybe ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're killing like, me, Mr. Sal. You're killing me. You're killing no. me. I don't. I don't want to tell you. I just. I. I, I didn't think it was that. That funny. It was funny. Oh. But oh. I wouldn't. I wouldn't give them these lifetime achievement awards. You're giving them. I wouldn't give them APA <laughs> style. Once, Dude, once I'm faster. Like. I'm telling you, I, like I, I chuckle when I think some, something's funny, and when I'm watching something by myself, I was in uproarious, can't breathe laughter twice in this episode, and crying three times. So, no, there's, there's, I, there's, I can see the tearing. I could definitely see the, I could see the emotional side and, and why you cried with some there, of that. There's feel... no, no other episode where the sum of uproarious laughter and tears adds up to that much. Well, listen, if you felt that way, by all means, I understand why you gave it a 10. But that was not my experience for the episode. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. That is really, really a shame. I still enjoyed it. I mean, I still gave it a 9. I didn't I didn't dislike the episode. I wouldn't really call anything bad or weak about it. Just, I didn't feel like I had the X Factor. I, I would point to the episode <laughs> I gave 10s and rank them higher than this one. And it looks like oh. you'll have a vehement disagreement. Oh, oh my God. Because I don't see you changing my mind. On I this. can't. I. Oh no, no. You're, you're not going to change my mind. This is, this <laughs> I is unbelievable. This episode, I, I, I could not wait best? to watch this a second time. The best episode, the best so, episode. Far. so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well. I'll tell you this. I mean, really, this, this is like those two scenes. Just, I thought they were so funny. Oh my god. I, I have been just quoting them in my head for days since I watched this episode. And then the three tear-jerking scenes. I mean, did you know which three scenes made me cry the most? Uh, or made me cry at all? So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing him... Well, the, the, the end scene. Yes, the end scene, yes. Probably the end scene with Julie and Paul going to yes. the musical. Yes. And then maybe... Jimmy thinking of tea at the picnic. That 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 at will the be a picnic. Okay, no, that did not. No, no, no I, there was no picnic in this episode. There was a picnic flashback. What? It oh, looks like oh, it was a picnic. Okay. Oh, oh, I see. Okay, well, yeah, clearly, yeah, yeah okay. Sure. The flashback is a picnic. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, no, that wasn't it. No. Then was it? Um. Oh, I know what it was. It was a uh, Brian's dad. Brian, no, no it wasn't really. Brian. Brian no. no, well, now I don't know. Then it was the scrapbook. Oh yeah, yeah, he did get it. Was that? Not... Yeah, you're right. Those are separate scenes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those three episodes, those three scenes hit me really hard. Holy cow! I see. I, I, see, I think part of that's you know the parent in you. Congratulations again. Oh, thank you. I thank congratulate you, you very much. about that. Uh, you know, people, people must think that I have like all these newborns. Oh, hell. 
my, you don't? My, my youngest child is eight. <laughs> so, so you're a little late on your congratulatory remarks, but oh, you know, being a parent, world's hardest <laughs> job. I don't disagree with that. No, I would actually, but <laughs> you don't have a basis of comparison. That's true. I, but I can still disagree. Okay. I think working IT is very difficult. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, a lot of people. I've seen, lot of like, I've seen tree trimmers climb trees on cliffs. That to me is like no. Oh way. no, definitely. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree. Anything that's like super like those people that climb those phone towers and crap and maintain those or oh yeah that that is scary anyway that aside yeah no i i definitely see the emotional side i could see why you felt pretty emotional i i uh, for reference i felt probably more emotional during brian and his father scene than the scrapbook scene wow or uh even um the final it's scene cool. When he says, you know, I, I I think I'd be happier sitting with your mother. That part? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that that to me was like, oh. Maybe the rough. funniest line, maybe the funniest line in the in the season so far is, my father's already asked me if all gay couples kiss at the end or if some bump fists. <laughs> so, so funny. <sighs> well, anyway. That aside, Mr. Sal, we've, we've, Oh, God, I, I, don't even wanna, I don't even want to talk about this episode with you. You're no, you clearly, you clearly don't understand the episode. <laughs> no. Okay. I, I agree. <laughs> we watched two different episodes. <laughs> That's my impression of Jason Siegel and uh, his response to what is a Goo Goo doll. Oh, yeah. What is a goo- I was going to ask you that when you got to that part. Do you know what that is? <laughs> yeah, this is the band, the Goo Goo Dolls. That's a band? Yes, you, you they and he made fun of Japanese breakfast. Yeah. He didn't make fun of. He did not make fun of. Japanese I know, breakfast. I know. No, you're right. Know what being, they were. You're right. I'd be, yeah, that you're right. He didn't make fun of it. He just yeah. Goo Goo Dolls a band? Were they a good band? Yeah. Did you like them? I did like them. Uh, they're a big '90s band. Oh well. Black Balloon and what was the song from City Black of Angels? Balloon. What's that called? What's that song called from City of Angels? And I don't want the world to see me. I have no idea. Because I song. don't think that they understand. I don't remember the name. Oh, that song. Anyway, <laughs> Google Dolls was, was huge in the 90s. Well, let's see, despite our disagreements on the episode, if we can figure out each other's favorite scenes. Probably not. Favorite scenes. You cried for three scenes, so you probably picked one of those three scenes. Unless one of these super funny scenes had you so much in stitches, you had to pick one of them. But I don't think that's the case. You certainly picked one of the three scenes that made you cry, that made you feel something. I think the whole whole episode made me feel something. (laughs) You hollowed husk. I think you picked. I'm sorry. Wow. (laughs) Call you a hollow. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, I think you went with uh, definitely the Jimmy stuff's your favorite stuff in the episode. So presumably you picked that as your favorite scene. I say that, but I've had a favorite storyline, and then I pick a favorite scene that has nothing to do with my favorite storyline. Yeah, frequently. Well, you know, probably because it exceeds my expectations. I set my bar lower for that storyline, and then it 
you know, hits it out of the park relative to what I was expecting from it. But you typically, I think, stick with favorite storyline, favorite scenes, part of that favorite storyline. So it's definitely one of those two um, Jimmy scenes you mentioned before, the scrapbook or the end scene. And I'm going to go with, because you seem to really fall for recency bias based on this being your favorite episode. Uh, the final scene. <laughs> jerk. There's a lot what of daggers there. <laughs> so many. I hate it. <laughs> oh man. All right. Uh, well, I'm I'm I, I'm a little I'm a little disoriented because I the things I had written down I no longer believe are your favorite scenes because if they were, always you would have been the set. <laughs> oh. So uh, I'm just gonna go with. Uh, I don't know. I'm 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 just gonna go with Jimmy calls out Paul uh, after his session with Alice. No, nope. You got me wrong. Yeah, of course I did because you don't like you hate this episode. So I <laughs> I gave it a nine, and you probably I bet you you wrote down what my favorite. What did you write down for my favorite scene? Tell me. Uh, Gabby meets Julie and the last scene. No, okay, most of those are wrong too. Actually, see, <laughs> it was Julie and Paul arriving to the event. Yeah, which which okay. you know at first. Well, that was my favorite scene. Before okay. I even go into it, is that a is that a fair favorite scene? Is Absolutely, hundred percent. That, <laughs> that would have been probably my runner-up favorite scene. Yes. I, I I felt it was my favorite scene. I, I enjoyed. Very very unexpected to me. I did not for see it to be coming. my favorite scene. No, or I didn't see in I general. Didn't, I didn't see it coming. Me like, either, and that's why. And that's why it's my favorite scene. Like not only did yeah. I see it coming, but it's like wow, like, that is so sweet. Yeah. Uh, just to quickly recap it for the listeners. Julie and Paul arrive to an event, presumably seems like it's Vegas. Um, and even the way they're talking before they're entering, what are you going to say, Paul? Oh, I'm going to wing it. His hands twitching, Julie holds it. And then it's revealed that they've come to Mason's musical. Screw that Vegas event. And yeah. clearly, Megan loves to see that her father is here. Uh, yeah. And Mason's a great elephant or whatever <laughs> animal he is. Mouse. Big, big gray mouse looks like an <laughs> elephant. <laughs> she's not with me <laughs> oh man yeah, oh, such a good scene it, it really is sweet. i love it it's it's so sweet but it's also like i love that they just kind of casually dropped in earlier oh we can't mason's got a school musical this weekend and, and I, I mean it was kind of it felt like a throwaway line mm-hmm. like maybe even she was making up an excuse that's what I was wondering too when she yeah. said that. But like, I love that they came back to that. And so, if you were paying They're attention, so which I was, that. like, if you were paying attention, you get really rewarded for that. Because if you didn't hear that line, and you could be definitely forgiven for not hearing that line, mm-hmm. then you might see this and think, well, how did he even know about this? <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this it, it's it's really good, and really the the surprise factor was was really amazing i i i can't believe they surprised me so much with this me too i really i mean they really you know bait you in but it's all fair. yeah it, very fair I, I watched the episode again and there was nothing to indicate that it couldn't be this yeah yeah so yeah it was it was, it was really really good i loved it and then you know it's it's nice to see paul and julie reach that level even though he has to tell people that she deliberated a lot <laughs> yeah you told me like a week in advance <laughs> yeah so yeah that's a great scene it's a great scene but uh so i i would say that i cried the most during the scrapbook scene but the last scene was my favorite you're right it's oh, not, look at that. it's not look recency at that. bias it's just objectively mm-hmm. a great scene mm-hmm. 
Oh man. I mean, so, I mean, it's, it's, it starts with him, you know, looking at the picture and taking off the wedding ring, which by the way, like they, they've had a camera shot during the scrapbook scene where he's looking at the wedding photos and he, and the, the wedding band is in prominent, on prominent display in that shot. And you kind of, and he kind of touches it with his thumb. So it's all, it's all just one hand, but he kind of is playing with the wedding ring and you can almost see him thinking that this is maybe this is, it's time to let go of this. Uh, He already said it to his patient earlier in the beginning, which by the way, that was very funny too. But that was was pretty funny. That, that I think is funnier than the other two scenes you highlighted. potentially. Oh my God. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, the, the, the Gabby meeting Julie is funnier, but. Anyway, sorry. So, so anyway, uh, so he's already talked to this patient about how maybe it's time for both of them to start letting go. Uh, you know, he, you see him going through his wife's clothes, like uh, boxing them up. So either he's going to give them to Alice or he's going to, you know, donate them or whatever. But he's he's making efforts to move forward here, right? And and and, and make efforts to, you know, get. To, 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 well, I already said it. It's the title of the episode. Move forward. That's that's what he's doing. <laughs> so, uh, so that was already planted in my mind. This this idea of the wedding ring, and so when he takes it off in this scene, like he, just him, just the act of him taking the wedding ring off, I started crying right there. <laughs> like I, I didn't need anything else in the scene. But then when Alice comes in and wants to do the listening party with him, I I mean, first of all, I. I can totally sympathize with him because you can see he wants to just like break down in tears at that point. But he realizes that he, in order to keep this dynamic, he has to kind of play along with it, not like succumb to all the emotions that he's feeling. Uh, and so he does. And, and so he plays along and he, you know, he, he almost ruins it with a dance and, and, and it's, and it's, it's, it's sweet and it's funny. And, when she sees on her phone though that it was her mother's birthday and and he did he did ask her i'm going to see mom do you want to come and and she says no and and i got this that and the other thing to do and he says are you sure are you you're good and she says yep i'm good so good so i can i can see why he thought that she knew and was choosing to move past it so uh really devastating and then her reaction to it and his reaction to it this is the second episode in a row where you have uh alice and jimmy kind of reacting to something in a way that could drive a wedge between them uh but i love that we saw that that the grounding did not drive a wedge between them if anything they're they're closer than they were before um and I love that, and I, th- I think it will, I think this will be the case in this in this one too. You know, it's it's the therapist and him saying to her, you know, "It's it's okay, it's it's okay," and but it's not to her, it's, it, and that's that's a really devastating, sad thing. It's that this is she can't go back in time, she can't fix it, and she's clearly not okay with it, and that's that's devastating. So anyway, uh, gr- great ending to the episode. I loved it. It's a good ending scene. That is probably my favorite scene of that storyline. Hmm. I would agree with that. Didn't love the song, but whatever. 
terrible music. <laughs> it wasn't terrible. It's just like I, I think it's really funny that she she earlier in the episode had criticized his taste in music, and I'm 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 hearing all the music that they use in the series, and it's all in my mind. It's coming from Jimmy, except for the music that's specifically being played by another character, like uh, Body Bag, which Alice played. Like that's that's her song. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But most of the music is coming from Jimmy, as far as I'm concerned, and I love it. So, so she can criticize his music taste all, all she wants. I'm very into it. Well, and in that case, Mr. Sal, we've talked about our favorite scenes. I guessed yours correctly. You failed to guess mine correctly. Shut up. Let's, let's, uh, let's play a little game here with quotes. <laughs> Who said it? Mr. Sal, I have three points here on the board for you. Yeah, okay. I I pulled 100 listeners to see what they could most reference as a quote. They're up on the board now. Look, see if you can get the three most common quotes of the episode. Survey says. Survey says. No. Ah, Family Feud. I used to love that when I was younger. Me too. <laughs> I love that game. Uh, <laughs> I funny story about Family Feud. Why don't we talk about Family Feud? Yeah, let's talk about the Family as Feud. Long, as long as we're on the topic, my first ever computer, uh-huh. which had, I believe, I believe it was like 1.2 gigabytes of storage. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, it had a few built-in games, and that was one of them, Family Feud. And, oh, my God, I played it all the time. Loved it. Okay. <laughs> Survey says. All right. Uh, I think you'll get these quotes. These are all pretty uh, pretty fair ones. Maybe not. Let's see. Uh, let's start off with this one. Dump and run. Dump, dump and run. And run. Dump and run. Dump, dump and run. Dump and run. Oh yeah, it's the. There, uh, see the second the tone. No, I no, I got it before you did that. It, it's the. Uh, it's, it's he says it. Jimmy says it to his, uh, his his patient as they're scattering the ashes at the Rose Bowl, which is interesting because I actually never heard that line. That was the one that, I, and I didn't go back and put a closed caption on, but I was like, I have no idea what he's saying. So, so apparently it was dump and run. Oh, you see, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was hysterical. He's going dump and run. No, I was. Yeah, I just heard him screaming something. I was like, I don't know what he said, but I, I don't want to go back and put the closed captions <laughs> out. So. Yeah, no, he said. I think his patient's name Stephen. So yes, yeah, Stephen, I, yeah, I thought that was funny, uh, too. And I honestly, I'll talk about all three of the therapists here in the beginning. For the the episode begins with the three uh, therapists: um, Jimmy, Gabby, Paul, grabbing their mm-hmm. respective uh, clients. All Paul's, great scenes, by the way. They I, are, I really yeah. love all of these. Paul speaks to his patient, who, I mean, they, they've had a long repertoire together, over 20 years. Do you and... know who this is, by the way? No. Who is this? Okay. I'll have to look up the actor's name. But the, 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 this actor mm-hmm. played the janitor on Scrubs. Oh, which is Scrubs. <laughs> which is a main character. It's a major character on Scrubs, actually. So, oh. Yeah. Well, he's it's here. Neil something. I, I'll I'll find it. But uh, Neil Flynn. That's it. Neil Flynn. Oh. Yeah. He did a good job here. Yes. I, Paul's basically having some sort of nah. I mean, imposter syndrome, but also in sense of getting this award, right? He doesn't. I don't think it's imposter syndrome. I, I, I don't think, think it is either because I think he knows he's a good therapist, but he just doesn't yeah. want. 
I think to be I brought th- the pastor. <laughs> that's the thing is I, I think that he he sees this as when they give a lifetime achievement award, they're kind of saying, "All right, it's time to stop now." Yeah, you like this is it. You've done it now. Yeah, you can stop there, or like this is your. I think he says at one point in this episode, "My life is over." Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, but his patient uh, feels lots of gratitude towards Paul, even thanking him for saving his life, and that Paul should just accept their award. Be you know have the moment be about him for a brief second so yeah i there's a really funny line in here where he's like oh is there anything anything i could do for you in this challenging time <laughs> because paul's being such a like downer about it he's like offering him his condolences and then the whole leather leather, the leather stuff he can't pull it off really yeah great. <laughs> gabby talks to her patient um you know that she doesn't take criticism well but she's uh a mistake and she's the poop and all this other stuff <laughs> the poop it sounds so much better when you say it like that she's the poop gabby's the poop that's why she's <laughs> worth the 90 minute drive she's the closest black therapist uh which helps her get understand her client's situation uh although her yeah. family is super codependent <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and, and this kind of matters later for gabby's it definitely does. It, it, yeah. it, it preps us for her decision that she's trying to make later in the episode. Yeah, there, there are two kind of instigating incidents, and and that's one of them. And it's it's and it's not even the first time about. it's been cited up. You know, the episode when um Paul and Jimmy are feuding, they weren't talking, and Gabby cites the fact that she, she wouldn't pick him as a mentor because right. she's not like him. <laughs> right. Exactly. So yeah, no, it's it's. It's cool, and and it's. It, I think it's an important decision that they made as a as a, uh, writers to to make Gabby have this realization. So anyway, I, I like it a lot. And then the actual kind of scene of these trio that involves the quote is: uh, Jimmy takes his patient Stephen to the Rose Bowl to deposit his mother's ashes. I guess spread them. I shouldn't say deposit, although he really did just deposit them on the steps. I don't really <laughs> I know. know. Like, that's kind of weird. <laughs> it is a weird way to release ashes. Just kind of yeah. clump them up in a pile. But, yeah. you know, he, he doesn't really want to be doing this. It seems like he wants to back out. But Jimmy won't let him off the hook. So yeah. they enter the closed stadium. And uh, <laughs> Steven says some mostly beautiful stuff to his mother. He never got to say. And then... Stole thousands of dollars from your church. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, spread him started to spread her out and uh, security finds them. So they run. And so he has to dump as he goes, dump and run, <laughs> dump and run, you know, um, I, really little, little thing, but I love it because it's such a nice little detail. Uh, when Jimmy comes out to get Sean, he has him a pair of sunglasses and Sean says, what are these for? And he says, joy. Do you remember in episode one? He says, I'm not her joy boy. No, I, I, so Sean, talking about his mother do you remember this guy he was in episode one no i don't oh yeah he was in episode one. It's like the first patient that jimmy sees actually and he's talking about how his mother like just keeps referring to him as her joy boy and actually that was a quote you gave me in episode one <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not your joy boy so i'm there <laughs> so i really like that they brought they, they used that that word specifically for, in the scene for sean so it's cool well that's uh that's right up with that quote so good job there that's one out of three points mr sal can you get the okay. other two let's do it
Uh, it's Liz after uh, she agrees to fund or give twenty thousand dollars to Sean's uh, white guilt catering. Exactly. Company. I like to call this the Shark Tank scene. All right, <laughs> Shark Tanks. Sean gives his pitch to White Guilt Catering. Alex is there to help out. As is Gabby. G spot. Gab, yeah, <laughs> Gabby's there as well. Uh, Liz isn't really quite sure. You know, she was kind of joking in the first place. And man, I, I don't know if the D man's all into the idea. I, I don't have to talk it out with him. So Gabby talks it out with Derek real quick. He's cool. <laughs> Dropping twenty racks for Sean. <laughs> Alice uh, cites the rock that she received from Liz in the manipulative <laughs> tactic, and she caves eventually. Let's do it. And just get your little feelings hurt. Seriously, I gotta get one of those rocks. <laughs> yeah. No, no, not after what you did. Not what you pulled today. So. Oh my god, Gabby and Liz are so freaking funny. Are, these two, I just can't. I, I can't. I can't even with these two. Needs to be feuding hardcore. I remember that. I do remember that. Well, there you go. Good job, Mr. Sal. We got a second one. Hey. Can you get the last one? I think if you got those know. two, you can get this one. Last quote. You still have it, man. That's Paul when he gets uh, Julie to, to agree to, to himself. <laughs> <laughs> He's on Julie's porch and she agrees to go. <laughs> Uh, which yeah i mean it's so cool to think about retroact retrospectively because now we know he wasn't inviting her to vegas he was inviting her to his grandson's musical in connecticut uh-huh. which is much farther than vegas and, and not uh, as fun <laughs> and not nearly so. as fun uh but this is a huge deal i mean or, i mean that's a much more intimate invitation it is it's a lot more <laughs> than going to vegas yeah so yeah, she agrees. So, I mean, you talked about the, uh, and like you asked me a week ago and that I deliberated on it a great deal. Yeah, exactly. Give me five minutes. <laughs> I love it. That's great. There you go. Three out of three. Good job, Mr. Sal. Well, I, I love this episode. Thank you. <laughs> My favorite episode. It is. Says Mr. Sal, incorrectly. No, I'm just going to pull that quote out of context and play it back for you next week. <laughs> See, you said this is your favorite episode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Mr. Sell, let's get into the recap then. All right. We already chatted about the beginning part with the three therapists grabbing the patients. So we can get into the back at home, Jimmy's home. Alice. Oh, I shouldn't say. What's their last name? Jimmy and Laird, Laird, L-A-I-R-D. Yeah. Back at the Laird household, Alice still grounded. Is... Whoa! You just you just buried the the scrapbook scene. You just <laughs> leaving it out altogether. Is that where the scrapbook scene is? Yes. You're right. I didn't even write it down. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I forgot. You're an absolute monster. <laughs> yeah. I did write it in my notes. Oh my god. It's got like the most like knife twisting line in the entire season. I, well, he, listen, that's complete, I just forgot to write down the scene. Oh that's my really god! Funny. He gets to the end and there's these blank pages, and he that's says, all. "That's that's all we get." But it was so fun. Oh my god! I think I'm gonna cry just thinking about that. Oh, 
<laughs> I couldn't write it down. It's too sad. Uh, it is too sad. So after he tears up over his sad scrapbook, yeah, jeez. <sighs> he talks to a uh, Allison. Her grounding ends in two weeks. So how long was your ground originally? <laughs> it, was, a month? it was two months. So two months. So yeah. this doesn't. This does not make sense because in the last episode. Or maybe it was the episode before. Liz and Derek, or Liz told Derek that he retires in a week, and and now we know that Alice was grounded for two months and she's got two weeks left. But now Derek is just retiring. Maybe he retired a bit ago and just thought to get his party. Maybe who knows? Maybe eh, I'm not worried about the timeline. I'm not either. I don't care. <laughs> but and uh, yeah, we hear about the. Goo Goo Doll? Go Go Doll? What was that? Goo Goo Dolls. Goo Goo Dolls, yes. I can't believe you don't know the Goo Goo Dolls. I've never heard of them. I Honestly, I can't believe it because they really were only popular for like a five-year window and now it's like, and, yeah. And, and they talk about, which will be in the final scene, the little lesson, listening sessions with Alice being all happy to share her music yeah. with uh, her parents. But overall, yeah. seems healthy between them. Right. I, I, it's grounding. another thing. I love that they they set this up for the end and it's like you know, it would have been easy to for, to forget about it and I, I did forget about it but then once she came in and started playing the music for her, I was like oh my god they talked about this in the beginning this is so amazing anyway so sweet right. it's beyond sweet Kurt it's like it's a really good storytelling I love it. <laughs> it's beyond Kurt how dare you call it sweet no it is sweet too, <laughs> yeah, no, but it's more than that it is more than that well nighttime rolls around Liz and Derek have Gabby, Brian and Jimmy over to celebrate Derek's retirement, which maybe was a month ago, maybe it was today. <laughs> Who knows the timeline? Uh, but now we know why Liz might not be around for the coming future. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Derek invites them now to his future shindig composing of hundreds of people. <laughs> You're invited now. <laughs> and we move on to Brian's thing, which is Jimmy is now going to be officiating the wedding. Yep. Glad to be seen. Jimmy that. guilted him into it. Yes, it worked. He booped him until he got what he wanted. Changed his <laughs> behavior. Worked like a charm. <laughs> Gabby comes to drive Paul to work, uh, but she really has to use the bathroom, so she barges in to meet Julie, Paul's doctor and lover. So uh, funny. <laughs> She's so excited. Julie, I, um, so I, 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 I got it. Yeah. Like this scene, like this is really funny. No, I agree. This is like she she gets to a certain point where she's just you know prying and she's like saying all kinds of stuff. Like, is he gonna win any awards in bed? I don't want to know, but really, I do. Swing, okay. Like that's that. Like that was funny enough. She says stupid stuff when she's nervous. Yeah, exactly. But then Paul dismisses her and says, "Go, you go to the bathroom." And I was like, "Wait a minute, she's never been in his house. How does she know where the bathroom is?" I actually thought that (laughs) when she went to the bathroom, and then when they kiss and her face pops up in between them when they separate it was hysterical it was so funny she's like I don't know where the bathroom is I was like oh thank god it's like they read my mind Like she doesn't know where the bathroom is but they put it in there I love that yeah no they did a great job with the continuity of that his fortress of solitude Gabby uses the bathroom and yeah Paul's not too um, up on the whole award (laughs) ceremony thing yeah Sean 
starting to work. Nope, hold on. Wow. <laughs> Can I miss another scene? No, you didn't miss another scene. I just had to mention another thing that I thought was just so funny. But after Julie goes to put pants on or whatever, she said, Oh, no. Gabby's like, But seriously, congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> congratulations. She's like, I, I, It's inspiring. I didn't think I was going to have sex when I was old, but I'm going to forever. <laughs> So it's so funny. Oh my god. It is really funny. This is the funniest scene in the episode. Oh, I could get behind that. That's fine. That's fine. I can get this, this could be a top five. I'd have to think about this could be top five funny scene of the uh series. It it is, in fact, the top okay. five funny scenes. I I will not let you say that the other scene that you said is oh geez, in the top so five. Yeah. There's no way. It's Oh, good. No, it's not that good. It's so good. It's not that good. So we, well, you know what is pretty good. Sean has a job, working. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's real good. It is a dad's financial accounting job. Now I don't think he's doing any financial accounting. It looks like he's just he's making copies, but scanning documents. But love to see him doing well. Uh, at the uh, break room up in the therapist office, Sean's now paying Jimmy some rent. Must be very oh. proud. Yeah, Paul gives Jimmy crap for it, praises Sean for it, <laughs> and uh, Jimmy brings up Paul's award, annoying him, uh, and he reiterates his feelings <laughs> on the subject that, you know, these are Paul's basically... Been, Paul's been nominated for a grouchy. They give it to whoever can spend the most time pissed off for absolutely no reason. <laughs> oh, you're a shoe-in, Paul. <laughs> yeah, Paul's pretty annoyed on the whole... So this material <laughs> material about getting this uh, APA award, <laughs> for what we mentioned earlier, yeah, it's basically him going out to pasture. He feels, he's yeah, at the end of his career. Jimmy, but, mm -hmm. oh, no, you're right. Yeah, uh, Jimmy recommends that Paul invites his family. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. so you should really Ve Vegas. Try. Vegas is for families now. Even, so. Yeah, even if they don't go as hard as he does, <laughs> he couldn't keep up. <laughs> 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 Nico and Gabby go out for some. I don't know if this is breakfast, brunch. No, no, I saw light I, lunch. I, I, saw, I saw croissant. I saw a croissant and a muffin. So I don't know. Probably a breakfast or a brunch. Maybe a light lunch. Maybe even a dunch. <laughs> I don't think this is dunch. <laughs> Listen, there's a lunch like, between yeah. lunch and dinner. Yeah. I think maybe this was like Elevensies or something. Love <laughs> second breakfast. I think maybe they're hobbits. <laughs> Nico concedes that the painting, the muse, is of her. Yeah. But it also so it looks like the freckle proof does line up. But it looks like <laughs> Nico's more interested than just conceding that the muse is her. Yeah. He's still quite fond. Yeah, he never fell out of love with Gabby. Mm -hmm. um, Gabby forgives herself for the art show. I'm glad to see that he's <laughs> within two it. minutes. <laughs> yeah, within two minutes. I had a whole journey. It took me less than two minutes. Uh, but Nico's still in love with her, and it looks like Gabby has slept with Nico. But really, she's had sex with Jimmy again. <laughs> they, pulled, they pulled the wool over my eyes twice in this episode. Yeah, this me. too. I this surprised it. me too. Yes, because <laughs> Jimmy is safe. Uh, she almost slept with Nico, but thank God for Jimmy. <laughs> she, safe, safe, whatever. His working class wing. <laughs> <laughs> the, really, oh, thankfully. I like that. I'm going to <laughs> <salt> the union. <laughs> that was fun. 
Ah, but yeah, she remembers everything she went through with Nico going through uh, yeah, the costs on her relationship with him going to rehab and all the opportunities that she gave up on, including trying to become a professor, which well, also this is another thing for later. Yes. And she's thinking about that. Yep. Yeah. So you this think? is the other the other you know indicator, the other instigating event that she has this memory of wanting to be a professor. We then get a scene which I think hints at something I've mentioned in the past. That Derek, Derek is a tree hugger? Well, Derek wants Liz to go get mail with him. And she doesn't <laughs> really want to. And then, yeah, he enjoys the structure of a tree. But I'm, I think a divorce is in their near future. Or at Aww. least marital strife. Aww, that would make me really sad. Ah, it is what it is. <laughs> so, I, 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 that's what I'm predicting. Whether that's next season scrapers, I that's my prediction. I don't know. So Maybe much of the comedy out. in this series is is based on these two, you know, love hating each other. I, yeah, I, but I feel like I let's they gotta, let's get some let's get some depth on Liz and Derek here. I mean, I know we had more with. I feel like since the beginning of the series, when Liz was kind of um surrogate mothering for Alice, I haven't seen much more with Liz since then. In no, terms you're, of her own you're stuff. right. You're right. Where you're she's right. been helping other people. But nothing mm-hmm. with her own stuff and nothing with Derek, really, except for the fact that he's retiring and how is And maybe it is just them trying to figure out. Maybe it doesn't even get a divorce, but I think they're going to have marital <laughs> strife yeah. with this whole retirement thing. I mean, they keep talking about it. I'm thinking heads are going to bow. But let's see. Well, we'll see. Meanwhile, Alice and Sean walk and talk. Uh, Sean loves his new job, his work opportunity. And we'll <laughs> see what she can. No, she has a rock from Liz. Maybe yeah. she can uh, get a meeting for Sean here in the tank. Shark tank. <laughs> Brian and Liz listen to Jimmy's speech. He wants no surprises. Now, see, this is not even as funny as like <laughs> so funny. Gabby and Jimmy having sex again. I think that is more funny than this. What? Yeah, what I, th- I thought that scene is more funnier. Oh, this is so funny. Liz is so funny sitting there eating your blueberries unless you're unless the what does he say it's like he's like you're supposed to be the audience unless the audience is a bunch of blueberry eating a-holes you're out of character yeah brian calls her a grammar witch <laughs> brian, brian's like she's not worth it jimmy she's not worth it don't you dare ruin this for me you grammar witch <laughs> But yeah, basically, Jimmy can't read the speech without tearing up, literally immediately. <laughs> right, right. So he can't get past the first word. She just says it, marriage, and he starts crying. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I mean, that, that's not the funny part. The funny part is everything that Liz and Brian are doing. But yeah, so, they, can, so if you could just pretend to, to to pretend like you think I can't do it, don't have to pretend. <laughs> this is a disaster. <laughs> This is also where we learned that Brian's parents are going to be around for the wedding, which is definitely news to us. We we know (laughs) that he struggles with the fact that his parents haven't really come around and accepted him for coming out as gay. They they wonder if some gay couples bump fists at the end. (laughs) (laughs) That line had me me rolling. We get to Paul calling and trying to invite Meg, plus the rest of her family, to Las Vegas for Mm -hmm. his uh, award. But Mason has a play that weekend, and honestly, once he mentions the fact it's for a APA award, award related to his job, that kind of annoys Meg. That yeah, it's all yeah. about work with you, and hangs up. Yeah, 
Paul's very upset with this. Uh, tells Jimmy he gives horrible advice. Because <laughs> uh... a patient of yours? <laughs> no, that's my boss and mentor. <laughs> goes by uh, Gabby, who has an annoying favorite ask. She's yeah. applying for a professorship, the fifth circle of hell, according to Paul. <laughs> right after Kale. And uh, Gabby would like a recommendation letter from him. Uh, you know, she she's still going to be having her patience here too. She's the bandwidth for that, and with working class Wang, <laughs> she'll all be set for her. She, really, she wants more therapists like her. And Paul's down with it. Just write the letter, Gabby, and sign it yourself too. And <laughs> Paul will be okay awesome. With that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I, I mean, Gabby's clearly disappointed that he's not going to write it himself because you know, she she would like for him to acknowledge that she's she's good for this but Mm -hmm. yeah and and she does make the point also that i I think is a a really great point to make that the more professors there are that look like her the more doctors there will be that look like her she doesn't mean tall and gorgeous (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah it's 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 cool and i I mean like i've written so many letters of recommendation but i've I've never told the student yeah just go ahead and write it outside (laughs) That's genius, actually. It's it's not. (laughs) They're going to write a terrible recommendation letter that goes, so-and-so is really good and hardworking. Yeah. Honest. God. Yeah, so if there are any uh, students listening or teachers listening for that Yes, this is a big one. (laughs) So uh, if you're you're asking a teacher, if you're a student, ask your teacher to write your recommendation letter. Just ask them to, to write a story about you because I, I've worked in college admissions for a year. I've I read like so many teacher recommendation letters and they were almost entirely useless because almost all of them just said, yeah, this person's a really good kid, really hard worker. These are the grades they got and these are the extracurricular activities that they did. And all, none of that is useful like, it, at all. Adds nothing like, to the application. Like, yeah, like that's already in your application. Right. The extracurriculars are already there. The grades are already there. So they don't need that at all. You can leave that out of the letter entirely. That's, you're not don't adding even mention it. Putting it. You know, I, I usually don't. And then the, as far as, you know, the other stuff goes, like just ha- tell a story. If you're a teacher writing a recommendation letter, it doesn't even have to be long. Just tell a story about the kid that helps the admissions uh, reader get to know them a little bit better. But anyway. So that that's not for a job. This is this is for a job, but it's the same idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. I always think example like saying a trait about yourself is no one near as good as giving an example or a reason behind that trait. So saying, "Yeah, I'm a hard worker." All right, well, why why are you a hard worker? Like, what's an example yeah. as to why yeah, give you me an are? Example. Give give, yep. give, a, give a reason. Yep. <laughs> Just tell a, me a story. I'm honest to a fault. Yeah, okay. my, my my favorite story of of. One of my favorite recommendation letters that I've written was I, I took a group on a field trip and one of my students came and said, oh my God, I just saved an old lady's life. I was like, what do you mean? She was stuck in a bathroom stall. So I crawled under and I unlocked, helped her unlock the door. I was like, you know what? I'm going to write your recommendation letter about that. And, <laughs> and I did. And it's like, like, because I would, when I'm reading, when I was reading applications, is like that's that's what I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear a story about the the. I I read the letter and now I feel like, oh my god, I think I know this kid. Like, and 
You don't get to know the kid by just regurgitating their I grades. I disagree. And, oh, well, I'll say right now, listeners, I disagree completely. I think a great recommendation letter simply states facts about the kid. Okay. Can can you so, just just remind the listeners how many has... how many letters of recommendation have you written? None. <laughs> and how many have you read uh, uh, on the other end? Only my own. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> that I wrote for you, probably. <laughs> I did, you did write one for me, yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, so that's a big, big deal. This is this is not the way to do yeah, a recommendation so, letter. So just from the student perspective on this, listeners. Yes. Just facts. No. <laughs> Don't believe his lies. Uh, anyway, back to the... Oh, yeah, so we, we can see the million-dollar wedding venue. Uh, or <laughs> yeah. million-dollar wedding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess the venue for it. Brian and Charlie are showing Jimmy around. Um, not Jimmy. Char- Brian and Charlie are showing... The uh, Brian's father around. You're right. You're right. Yes. Yes. My bad. Uh, Charlie goes to uh, speak with the wedding planner and alone. Brian talks to his father, who kind of uh, he seems. At first, I thought he was more accepting than what he was potentially. Yeah. I mean, he's but, saying and doing the right things mostly until the end. Well, even then, I honestly, I don't know if I really fault his father for not wanting to be his best man. Mm-hmm. I mean, the reason I. It's a weird ask, potentially. I don't know. It's, I, I, you know, I've I've been in a wedding where the fa- where the groom's father was was his best man, and it actually was really cool. It was it was really really nice. Um, it's well, not I'm anything. Not, I'm not. Yeah, I don't think it's out of the ordinary for a mm-hmm. father to be the best man. It's just clearly they don't have the best relationship. Yeah, and so that's I think the weird ask for his father, right? Mm-hmm. If, if you had a, because you know. We know Brian's perspective on the relationship. You talked about Gabby with it, how mm-hmm. his parents don't accept him for who he is. But I don't, I don't know his parents' perspective on it, right? Maybe, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to be, like, defending them when I don't really know their perspective. I just have Brian's, right. which I, you know, I, if I had to pick someone in the right, I would say it's Brian. But yeah. regardless, if they have a fractured relationship, I don't think you should be asking him to be your best man. Yeah, probably it's not. almost the equivalent to me of, Oh, as you've said before, your relationship isn't doing very well, so you go to get married, right? Your relationship <laughs> yeah. isn't doing well, so you have a kid. Like this is this yeah. is not the solution to to get you closer with your father is to have him be your best man. Like that's right. not you don't do that now. Yeah. So I would kind of I don't know. Brian probably shouldn't have asked his father. I mean, it's fine to ask him, but I think his father's well within his rights to refuse it. And really, I don't blame him for refusing it. Now, I do think he should accept his son if he doesn't. But yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, I get behind all that. Yeah. And that's my opinion on that matter. So yeah, but Brian asks his father to be his best man, and his father would rather sit with his mom. <laughs> so who's going to be his best man? I bet. It, I bet it's. Gabby. It'll be me. Oh, okay. No, I bet it's Gabby. Sal, just you wait till next episode. It'll be me. Okay, I can't wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that, that was rough for Brian. We get to uh, Paul and Alice at the bench. Being grounded sucks. So it looks like she still gets bench talks with Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jimmy's totally in dad mode. It's nice. Paul yeah. gets his hat back. It's hot out. And Jimmy swings by during their bench conversations to offer Alice a ride home. But no need. Not a ride home. To see mom. Oh, yes, you're right. To, yes, yes, you're right. To see mom. Because this yeah. is, Yes. But no, she, she, she's fine. Jimmy comes to call Paul out on his stuff. Right? It's his turn to call out Paul. <laughs> yep. You got burned trying to invite Meg, but you got to keep trying, right? You have to yeah. get your award. Don't just take it in the mail. I'll even go with you. 
be vulnerable. Ask your doctor to come with you. You like her. Okay. Just give yeah. it a try. Don't it's cool shy. to hear Alice over and over again agreeing with Jimmy too. It, it, like I, I like seeing these two teaming up. That was pretty neat. Yeah, the inter <laughs> the intervention to Paul. Yeah. Paul knows Jimmy's right. It's annoying that he's doing better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good scene. So yeah. good for it. And this helps to inspire Paul. So we talked about the basically the rest of the entire episode. We see the shark tank occur. Paul yeah. asks Julie to come with her, and yeah. she agrees to. We see Jimmy go to Tia's grave, remembers her, and has a flashback to what I think is a picnic and getting her earrings for her birthday. Yep. Uh, we get my favorite scene with Julie and Paul arriving to Mason's musical, and we get the final scene and your favorite scene with Jimmy in his bedroom, makes yep. the decision to remove his wedding ring, and uh, Alice finds out that, oh, I forgot, today was Mother's birthday. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, like I and I thought there were a few things that I, I thought I didn't see the the Alice forgot her birthday thing coming. I also was kind of expecting her to like go off on Jimmy about removing his wedding ring. Me too. But, that's what I was anticipating for that scene. Yeah. So there's a lot. I think there are there's a lot of subversion of expectations in this episode. Definitely. Which definitely. I would I really say Gabby's liked. one. Paul yep. going to Mason's event. Yeah. The ring situation. Yep. Um. Yeah. I I definitely agree with that. Yeah. I. I look forward to next episode. How they're going to end it? Is it going to end in a cliffhanger? I, is it not? Is it going to end on like very happy note? Is it going to end on a bittersweet note? I, so I'm I'm anticipating bittersweet. Me too. I'm, I'm hoping bittersweet. And I'm and I'm also anticipating that they they're smart enough to have written it as though it could have been a series finale, but it turns out to be a season finale. So I, I I think that is the type of show that we're watching, and I think that's what, the type of ending we're going to get. Well, Mr. Sal, before I guess we talk about next episode a bit more, you want to check the time? I would love to because it's TV time. Oh, yeah. Ain't no time like a TV time. I think the people gave it a five. So do I, <laughs> unlike you, who gave it like a three or something. Yeah, something like yeah, that. 77% of the people gave it a five. You are. You really are. Mm -hmm. And your recency bias. <laughs> It's not recency. <laughs> Your name is first name recency, <laughs> last name recency. Uh, all the evidence does point at recency bias, though. I, I <laughs> it's it's hard to disprove. If it, if it walks I, like a duck, I, if it quacks like a duck, it's a duck, Mister Sa. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it just reminds me of Patty and the Leftovers. It's an effing <laughs> duck. Anyway, oh man, yeah. I I, I mean, it it definitely. I can definitely see why you would accuse me of recency bias, and I can't dispute it because <laughs> I did like pick, a criminal. That's been I did pick <laughs> the blast out scene in the most recent episode as my favorite okay. scene. Okay, so what's your so. counterpoint? I don't have one because <laughs> I, I, I mean, I can't. You can't disprove recency bias. You can only find evidence to reinforce it. So yeah, I. It's kind of like you're a suspect that's been caught by the cops, and you're like, listen, I see why you think I, I did the crime. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, he, so why all, why did you not do the crime? Like, well, all I'm gonna say is is that up to this point, I I mean, I you can go back in the Google spreadsheet history if you want, uh, but up to this point, my favorite episode of the season has been the pilot episode one. 
So that is clearly really? not recency bias. So, so I'm now just well. That's like nostalgic bias, bias kind of. Oh, for God's sake! So you kind of, you kind <laughs> of. Gonna... I think I think you you live in two extremes. All right, I'm not right? going to win here. I'm well, not no, we win. can we can agree there's nostalgic uh, listen, bias. I when, look at things that are clearly not that good anymore, but because I like them from a time earlier, they just they just ring so much better to me. So right. first episode, right? It's the first time you saw the series. It has a like a romantic, not romantic in, in the traditional sense, but just it has that. It makes you feel good seeing that again. Those those memories that you first felt watching the series. No, yeah, I get it. But uh, the only way to to avoid recency bias is if you wait until the end of the series the season to declare a favorite episode, and it is not the last episode. That's the only way. Because otherwise, if you declare a favorite, you know, this is my favorite episode so far, when you see it, you're going to be accused of recency bias, or at least I am, because you're on mm-hmm. the other end of this. So, <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 there's nothing I can say to dispute it, but I don't believe that it is recency bias. Okay. We'll have to see. But if I had to, <laughs> the the finale is my favorite episode. You can make these very surprising out. So, all right, duly noted. <laughs> Will this be a Mount Rushmore series? Well, actually, before you, what what is if we were in TV time here? What is your favorite character? I think you picked Jimmy. I think you picked Jimmy. Uh, I think you picked Jimmy too. And I think the audience. Picked I think the audience, yeah, picked Jimmy as well. I did pick Jimmy, but I really thought about picking Paul. I bet you did. I did pick Jimmy as well, and this is the closest the audience has ever been to not picking Jimmy. Forty-two percent Jimmy, forty percent Paul. They picked Paul at some point. Did they? Episode, I believe they did. Uh, I'll, go three I'll, 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 I'll go back and check. I think you're right now that I'm thinking about it. There was a Paul-centric episode, and you're they right. Pick Paul. I think oh, I you're think, right. It was episode five. Now Wolf. this might be mis- me mis. Yes, it was Wolf. Yes, I, I, this might be me misremembering, mis- but I think I correctly guessed the audience, and you didn't because you. I I know that Harrison Ford. TV time listeners have got to love Harrison Ford. Oh, just got okay. It. Although we also love Jason Segel, I think. <laughs> <laughs> In this series, they Jimmy. do. That's for sure. So yeah. Uh no, yeah, that's fine. I mean, I. Yeah, you know what? The way that votes come out, I was very commensurate to that. I voted Jimmy, but I was very, I, I very easily, I think, very good argument for Paul. Very good argument for Gabby as well. But Gabby kind of gets, I mean, she's in. That'd be a tough argument not, to make. I think. Yeah, that's a tough yeah, yeah. To she, she's she's in on quite a few scenes, but she's not really central in a lot of them. Besides her and Nico, and with her and Jimmy, uh, and her like her professor stuff, but. Yeah, I guess guess it's not probably not as tough an argument as I was thinking. It's not impossible, but I I would think uh, I I would put Jimmy and Paul ahead of her. Definitely. Yeah. So, all right. Well, as for this, so you've said this, this could be a Mount Rushmore series. I mean, it is trending in that direction. Right. Are you are you getting the uh, sculptor? Are you are you getting Uh, one over or are you looking to the final episode? Are you going to? I, I always get rates checked out. I, I, I gotta, yeah, I, I, that's where I'm at. I'm in the planning stages because <laughs> it's it's impossible for me to claim that it's my favorite out of my Mount Rushmore without seeing the whole thing through to completion. So I, I gotta see not just the end of the season, but like the end of the series, I gotta see before I can make that claim. Okay. That could be seven years down the line. Who knows? All right, well, you, you're gonna start calling around, getting estimates. We'll see, we'll see. We'll see what the sculptors are going for right now. Mount yeah, Rushmore sculptors. Yeah, I, I actually, actually don't Rushmore. know 
actually don't yeah i actually don't know what's on over but much more beyond i i mean i know the leftovers and six feet under around there i don't know after that oh, i thought you really about the real mount rushmore i was like well it's washington lincoln jefferson <laughs> roosevelt yeah i know those guys but <laughs> i was like no problem mr sal i know that for you <laughs> I'm like really i was trying to go really you don't know no, anyone don't. that's on mount rushmore <laughs> uh, nope not a, not a one so yeah no i i, I, I on my route Rush, mount rushmore it's certainly the leftovers and six feet under and beyond that I, I don't know i'd have to really think something i've always thought that's really jarring about mount rushmore is i mean and this is just with like people dying if you were abraham lincoln and you were revived from the dead i would think it's i don't know if i would think it's cool or kind of weird that like these people have a memorial of me in dc <laughs> when we sit in a chair i'm on the side of a like mountain hill thing i'm on face. the money yeah i'm on a, i'm on money like i'm like geez guys <laughs> i'm like thanks i guess <laughs> I'd have to. You'd have to be proud, right? You'd have to. Be. I, I, yeah. I, I might feel like imposter syndrome, like guys. I, mean, I, <laughs> I, I put I served, my pants on one leg at a time, just like yeah, you. Yeah, I served for president <laughs> for five years. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't remember. I think I think it was shortly into the second is when he got assassinated. But I, th- I think you're right. It was even just four. Anyway, whatever. There. Well. I'm excited for the finale. Like I said, they've done a great job with the series. I, I'm curious to how it will end. Um, I guess I, I'm, I'm thinking there's going to be a marital strife. I, I, I think that's what's going to be the instigator for next season. Uh, I wonder uh, see, how the wedding's going to go for Brian and, and that might, Charlie. That might, be, that might be a season two thing. No, I, I, don't, I definitely I don't... think so. I don't think they're going to... There's no way they're going to start it and end it all in next episode. I, I, I think what we're going to see the crap... Like, this is them showing us what next season is going to be about kind of, or at least a, a, a flavor of it. And maybe they'll save it for season two, but there there will definitely be marital strife with Liz and Derek. I don't see how there isn't now at this point, how, how that won't yeah. happen. I'm very confident of it. All right. So I think that we're more likely to see some seriously intimate feelings between Jimmy and Gabby. Not just safe working class feelings. Yeah, not, yeah, I'm working class wing feelings. I, I mean, I don't think that's like out of the question, but I, I think that's less likely. If I had a... well, the the episode title is called closure, and I I do think that we're gonna get a lot of closure here in this last episode. I think I think they'll leave enough doors cracked open so that they can do season two, but I I don't think they. I think they probably wrote this with the intention of we'd love to do season two, but. Let's wrap it up in case we can. Fair. Well, then, you know what? We'll find out. Then, Mr. Sal, so closure next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, listeners, for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, five stars, a subscription, sharing the podcast. We appreciate it all. Uh, if you want to contact us, showhopperspodcast at gmail.com. We have an extensive back catalog. What a series I don't normally cite in the back catalog. Russian Doll Season 1 we covered, but we didn't do Season 2. I don't think we're going to, so take that for what you Chernobyl. want. Chernobyl. One. Chernobyl we did. That was really good. Watchmen we did, although I would highly recommend you watch the graphic novel. Not watch, sorry. Read. <laughs> but you can watch it, actually. It's a cool <laughs> online thing that kind of has an animated uh, comics, but it is an amazing read. It is an amazing series. I'm so yep. glad we covered it. Yep. It's way better than this crap. Check it out. Oh, my uh, gosh. No job joke. <laughs> I'm just, it's a different elk. It's a different um, 
Yeah, but it's very different. It's different. It's different. It's not like you know, it's, but it's cool. It's definitely cool. So I would recommend mm-hmm. it. And what's one more thing to recommend? Uh, well, I'll, I'll throw in uh, Better Call Saul. I'm a huge fan of that series. So I'm a big. Uh, That's like the opposite um, series of Russian Doll for us. We only did season one of Russian Doll. And we only did season last of Better Call Saul. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Better Call Saul is the reason we started this podcast. So. I know. There you go. I know. So. Thank you, listeners, for listening, and we'll be back next week with the season finale, uh, season one finale of Shrinking. Closure. Closure. Shoe hammer some show hoppers into your day.